Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you go to Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Fat Pack 4 is back again. Um, with the news of Virgil van Dijk signing for Liverpool yesterday and a really good pod from the Trippers last night, um, we decided we got on board and we, first of all, we got through van Dijk and then we talk about another couple of players that have been linked with us and what we think of them. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Um, but just on that pod last night, if you click on Blog Talk Radio, and you go to the LFC Day Trippers page, you'll find that from last night, or on any of your normal podcast apps. Really good pod from James, Steve and Ray, um, about all about Van Dyke. But tonight, um, as usual, it's Gav, which is, and we have Ian, and we have Grizz. Um, Matt is causing absolute uproar on Twitter, so he's too busy to do a pod. So um, we're just going to go with the three of us. Um, or if you seen the tweet earlier saying the cans were in the fridge, I wasn't lying. Well, I'm on number four, so here we go. Um, Ian, I'm going to come to you first because I always do because you're my favourite. And um, Virgil van Dijk um, confirmed yesterday will be a Liverpool player on January the 4th and a fee of rumoured £75 million. First of all, are you delighted? And what do you think of the actual deal, the fee, what we're getting, etc., etc., etc.? You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, of course, I'm delighted. I think he's the best centre-back uh, for Klopp's system that, that's out there. That's why Klopp has waited for him since the summer. That's why we've had to like put our tail between our legs, go back to Southampton, apologise, do you know what I mean? Fucking kiss whoever's ass we've had to, to stay in that race, basically. Uh, it'll have been talked about on the pod last night, but he, he offers everything that we haven't got at the back. He's a leader. He's imposing, he's strong, he's fast, he's good with the ball at his feet. Uh, and I think he'll be a cap- I think he'll be the captain, which I said on our pad the other day. Uh, the fee is fucking astronomical. But at the end of the day, it doesn't come out of my pocket, it doesn't come out of your pocket. When people turn up on a Saturday, a Monday, a Tuesday, whatever the fuck day it is, they just want to see the best players. It, it, so whatever it takes to get it done. It's a huge statement of intent for the for the manager and it just shows that the board are prepared to back him with what he wants, do you know what I mean? Like the FSG out bell ends, they've all gone missing the last couple of days. Uh, and I, I, I made up with them, seriously. It's 75 million, it's mad and it will bring a massive amount of pressure. Every game he's going to be scrutinised by all the pundits because I don't you you cannot prove to be value for money for seventy five million pounds. It cannot be possible for a centre half. So he's gonna to have to deal with that. He's gonna to have to deal with all that pressure and stuff, but fuck it. You've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um the seventy five million to me, if that's true, it sounds to me like we've we've paid the transfer fee plus like literally a fine as as well, you know, that kind of way. Um to get it over the line, there's been rumours that City were waiting in the wings and, and it offered more than we had. There's loads of stories going around. Um, another one where um, Liverpool flew a medical team to Bournemouth uh, airport in order to get this done and over the line. And 
you're right, scrutiny. It, it will definitely be, it reminds me of a bit of the Pogba deal to United at £90 million and, you know, every every single movie made, which was mostly fucking dabbing, to be perfectly true or honest. But um, the scrutiny will be there. We have paid a premium. Um, Grizz, um, this is the player, like Ian said, that Klopp wanted. We we had to wait because we made a fucking royal mess of it in, in the summer. But he's going... For me, he makes an absolute massive difference to this defence. Just that signing alone, I think it makes a massive difference to this defence. Oh, he absolutely does, Gav. He absolutely does. Anybody says that, oh, it's the system and blah, 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 blah. Well, fingers crossed, this guy will prove that Klopp and his coaching team have got the, the system right. It's just the personnel that, in my opinion, were wrong. This guy is, look, I think we've talked to him about him, haven't we? Because obviously he was linked in the summer. We, we know his qualities. And if we were to sit here and start going through his qualities, we would probably end up describing like Superman, basically. I mean, he's that good. I mean, he's, he's perfect for, he's perfect for, as Klopp says, an Ian, uh, as Ian said, Klopp's probably said this as well to himself. He's perfect for a Klopp system, Gav. Klopp likes his defenders to be, well, he relies on his defenders to be very good one-on-one, especially the way he likes his fullbacks to be like almost auxiliary wingers. This guy fits the bill. Honest to God, he's fast, powerful, one-on-one. You do not beat him. Uh, do you remember against uh, Southampton in the League Cup, was it? When, when Mane, when he was playing for them, sprinted away, clean through, uh, and uh, sorry, when Mane was playing for us against uh, Southampton the first game, and Van Dijk out of nowhere like a greyhound chased him down and blocked the tackle, and that was the first time. I'm not gonna lie, I did used to sort of worry about his uh, pace into because he's a big unit, but that sort of little um, uh, incident where he chased him down over 30 yards, and we know Mane's lightning, and block him. I thought, wow, this guy is near enough. Near enough, I mean, there's no such thing uh, as a complete defender, but he's, he's the closest thing at the moment, in, in the, definitely in the Premier League, that comes to the complete defender, in my opinion. Fee-wise, look, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's 75 million. 75 million is, uh, with all the add-ons and everything, you know, shit add-ons, like if we win the Champions League and the league. and I mean, if, it, if, it, if we do win the Champions League and the league, then it will be the best price ever. Do you know what I mean? We don't give a shit about the price. It will be the best bargain ever. But it's like there's loads of add-ons. Um, I, I think it's uh, the fees at uh, uh, 65 million up top and the rest are in add-ons. Yeah, like, but like Ian said, like the, you know, we, we get hung up on these fees. And, and in fairness, if you go back to the, say, the Pogba deal, you had Liverpool fans saying, oh, he's not worth that and it's a massive amount of money. I think the difference there was is that Pogba went from United to Juventus, and then they had to buy him back. That was the major thing there, where they made a huge fuck-up. Not in signing him, because I think he's a fantastic player, but they made the fuck-up and letting him go and not giving him kind of what he wanted in the first place. Um, he, for me, Van Dijk is, is a great organiser of back four. He's a very cool head. He's very quick. Like you said, he's a big, big man, but he's very, very quick. And you've hit the nail on the head one-on-one. He's he's really really good, and that's what Klopp likes. Someone that's on the front foot, aggressive, really good at one on ones when when they're up against the strikers. And I think he fits the bill perfectly. Um, he registers on the fourth of January. The chances are his his debut is um, on the fifth at home to Everton in the FA Cup tour round. Um, it'll be great to see him then. But getting him in January is a big bonus. You give him that six months to get through this season and, and bet himself in properly because. Yeah, the Champions League might be an opportunity. The FA Cup might be. The league is not. It's it's about getting into that top four, and I think he'll go a hell of a long, long way to helping us get into it. Um, just on, on Van Dijk himself, lads, um, made his debut for Groningen in 2011, moved on to Celtic in 2013, and then on to Southampton in 2015. Um, I think around 17, 18 million, probably, in, in transfer fees, over 200 appearances about 20 goals in that time. He has 16 um, caps for the Netherlands. Uh, he's in the prime of his career. Ian, um, you made a, sh- a show on the Fatback for Christmas special, and we called it that because we couldn't remember the number of the episodes. But um, 
you made a shout that you'd be capped the Marine. I think you said two transfer windows. I presume you're sticking by that. I said one transfer window. And I, oh, I was it one, was it? Okay. If, sorry, yeah, sorry. If he, so he comes in in January. I think he'd be captain in pre-season. The following season. At the latest. I think the only reason why he won't give it straight away is because he doesn't want to upset certain players. Ale, Anderson, Milner, whoever else. But I think he's been bought to be a leader. I don't think he's, Klopp's going to fuck about. He's going to put him as captain eventually. And he'll be he'll be captain for like what seven years something like that. Yeah, he's in he's in the prime of his career. He really is. Chris, um, would you agree with him? He's captain material, and eventually that he will be the the captain of Liverpool football. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some mad shouts on Twitter saying that he's not really a leader type. He 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 perform. He's a he's a captain sort of in terms of how he plays. Um, bollocks, man. He's he's an organizer. He's a shouter. He's a leader, motivator of men. Perfect captain material, and yeah, I begrudgingly agree with Ian. Yeah, <laughs> um, Ian. Um, one last thing before we leave Virgil Van Dijk. Um, some people, Gary Neville was was. I don't know what way to take him. He looked shocked. I don't know whether he looked a bit, a bit in his eye. He kind of looked a bit fucked. They're at the goal and getting him, um, or else he was just downright fucking outraged at seventy five million. But the one that stood out for me was something that you pointed out earlier, and it's Neil Warnock. Um, I just I just leave that there. Do you want Do you want to have a chat about Neil Warnock and his comments about Virgil Van Dijk? Mate, there's not there's not many bigger bellends who've made a career out of football than Neil Warnock, and it just popped up before I don't know where I saw it, and it was he said oh, it was on Sky Sports, and he said he would not swap Sol Bamba for Virgil Van Dijk, Sol Bamba of Cardiff. Just, do you know what I mean? It's just so attention, I, isn't it? You so I just wrote. And that is because you are a massive dickhead, Mr. Warner. Do you know what I mean? Just, just shut up. Stop talking shit. But yeah. it, the Gary Neville thing, uh, I like Gary Neville. I know it's not popular to say it as a Liverpool fan, but he's, he knows what he's talking about. He's very, you know what I mean? He's very intelligent. The thing, but he will be shocked. That is a hell of a lot of money. It's a hell of a lot of money. And if you go a bit deeper than his original statement, he'll, he'll, he'll shed a bit more light on it. He's not just saying... He's a waste of money. He's not saying that at all, but... Yeah, he, no, he did. In fairness to him, he said something along the lines of it's a great deal for Southampton because of the amount of money. But if he comes in and he, and he does well for Liverpool, it's a good deal for Liverpool as well. He did say that. It was just yeah. his demeanour. His demeanour when I was looking at him was what caught my eye. Yeah, because it's... Well, it's never been done before. It has literally never been done before in the history of football. No one spent that much money on a centre-half. So, you'd expect... if you Anyone was going to do it. Yeah, the best way to look at it if Man City have announced Virgil van Dijk today, 75 million, we'd have all gone fucking hell, they're loaded. But, you know what I mean, brilliant, they've got it done. But it wasn't yeah. Man City, it was Liverpool, so people are shocked and they're like, oh, he's overpriced. But if Man City had done it, it'd have been, oh, they just taking care of business. There's a different narrative with certain sides, do you know what I mean? And Yeah, to me, to me, it's something that... <sighs> These these former players are and not only from different teams from like former Liverpool players they like to bash Liverpool down a little bit sometimes and you know they can't compete they haven't got the pull and they nearly thrive on it and then when this sort of thing happens the narrative that they've ran for years they're kind of thinking oh hold on we, we might have a change here and I think that worries them I really do because they've been you know so on this thing of Liverpool not being good enough and and the, let's be honest Liverpool haven't been good enough but to see them going out and doing something like that um really kind of puts it's a feather in the cap for Liverpool isn't it to say yeah listen we can compete when we want to yeah I've, absolutely it's just like, it, it puts to bed any notion that Liverpool don't mean business that's the simplest that or FSG or we're no longer a big club or some people sign players overly priced just yeah, like when Everton spent a bit of money in the summer, their fan base were going mad that they'd spent more money on a certain player than we'd ever spent. What they didn't mention is that the player they'd signed for fifty million was dog shit. Virgil van Dijk isn't. Do you know what I mean? He's top top draw, top five centre backs in the world, and he's only going to get better. So, do you know what I mean? It's it's just a massive statement of intent. It, it's the number one centre half that Jurgen Klopp wanted in world football, and they've went and got him. Uh, you can't really. You've got to give them some plaudits for that. All right, it took four months longer than it should have because we got a bit arrogant and it's probably cost us an extra 10 million as like a, 
smack on the ass. But it's done now. Yeah, but Ian, uh, Ian, you will testify to this after you're Chinese. The best thing in life comes to those who wait, right? Uh, yeah. Well, because yeah, you because you devoured that Chinese. We timed it in 36 seconds, and you waited like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, you ordered well, it on Christmas. Really? You ordered it on Christmas Day, I think. Yeah, for <laughs> anyone who's listening, I ordered the Chinese an hour and forty-five minutes before the pod, thinking I'd have plenty of time to eat it, and then I've just had to face plant a chow mein four minutes Love before we started. It. So that's what Chris <laughs> is on about. That's why I keep sniffing loads because I've got loads of spices up me beak. <laughs> Look, um, before we go on, or and we go on to another player now in a second, but one thing that's got to me in the last couple of days, or probably since yesterday, since it's been announced, is people saying, oh, they're spending the Coutinho money. Um, lads, just need to, give, need to give it a rest, and I'll tell you why. If we weren't absolute fucking arseholes in the summer, we would have spent 60 to 65 million on Virgil van Dijk. And that was at a time when, and it was at a, we would have spent it on the tour of 4th of June, um, because... I was on holiday at the time when this whole Virgil van Dijk thing broke and Coutinho was in no humour leaving Liverpool at the time. So this stuff of they're spending the Coutinho money needs to be put on the back burner. You don't know that. Um, look, if it comes around where they spend a load of money and sell Coutinho at the end of the window and balance the books, by all means, I'll hold my hands up. But right now we can't say that Coutinho money is what's bought Virgil van Dijk. Um, can, I, can I just I, say, dear Gav, right? Yeah. I, I, I think Coutinho's definitely gone in the summer, but if there's even the slightest chance of him staying, you, you get him to stay by spending £75 million on centre-halves. Yeah, yeah. It, it shows a massive a massive commitment to like the playing squad. Do you know what I mean? So if he's, got, if he's even doubting it a little bit about leaving, stuff like this can't do him any harm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think if Liverpool were to bring in probably two players in, in January, um, Coutinho did leave in the summer for... 150 million, whatever it is. If we turn around and buy a replacement for Coutinho plus a top top goalkeeper, I think that's spending the Coutinho money. I don't think you can turn around and just for the for the sake of your argument say, oh, we're spending the Coutinho money early. Um, we're not. We're just spending the Van Dijk money late. It's that's the way I say. Lads, I'm going to move on. The second player I want to get to, and Grizz, I'm going to come to you first, is Leon Goretzka of Schalke. I think. Um, our contract in the summer. Plenty of teams looking for him. Um, it looks like he's going to make some sort of announcement fairly soon on his destination. And today, um, it seems that the links with Liverpool have have kind of increased. You know, they, they were there a couple of weeks ago and then they came back, but or went away and then they've come back now. And I don't know whether it's Virgil Van Dijk's move that's kind of just this Liverpool bandwagon has taken off and every player be linked to them. But Chris, um, Leon Goretzka. A, what do you think of him as a player? And B, do you think we can get him? Nice player. Very nice player. Um, since we've been linked with him, I've kind of um, sort of been looking out for him a bit more. I mean, I did watch him for Schalke. I mean, overall, I'm not going to pretend to be an absolute total expert on him. I think I've watched him in about eight, nine games in total. But I'd like to think, you know... Uh, I can spot a play in eight, nine games. Obviously, until you see a player live and whatever, it's not the same. But the best way to describe uh, Goretzka for me, I've been thinking because he's not, a lot of people have suggested he's a, a number six. He's not a number six. He doesn't play as the deepest lying midfielder. He's another box to box. He's He's a taller, stronger and a far better finisher than Adam Lallana. Um, we'll play that central role, link-up play, lovely touch for a big man. I know, you know, that's a cliche, but he is. He's, got, he's, a, he's a very Claxon. big guy. He's a, he's a very, he's a very <laughs> I big guy. I just have visions of Peter Crouches in my head now, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a lovely touch on him. He really has. A thunderbolt of a shot, good in the air, powerful, powerful runner with the ball. Emre Chan, when he's like sort of on a powerful run, reminds me of that. But he's got far, far better feet. I mean, I don't, you know, I haven't seen them. But you know what I mean, footballing in terms, he's got quicker feet than Chan. So um, a potential, potential superstar. Potential. He's not obviously, not the finished article. I went to one of my mates, uh, real life mates uh, earlier, and I actually compared him to Balak 
And I think that's quite a good comparison. I th- uh, you know, not as good as Balak yet, because Balak was brilliant. But he's very stylistically uh, quite similar to Balak. Um, I think he's I think he's probably going to announce it next week, I reckon, as quick as that. What's the date today? Uh, it's the 28th. All right. So, what? Uh, yeah, I think Mondays, he'll probably... Of course. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon we'll hear of um, Goretzka uh, joining uh, Jurgen Klopp's Red Army by around next week, if not earlier. So I'm putting you down as, as a definite, that, um, in your opinion, that Goretzka yeah, signs, yeah, yeah. Signs, a pre, he signs a pre-contract with Liverpool to join him yeah. in the summer of 2018. Listen, when Matt um, Roberts changes his profile picture, right, then you know shit's going down. That's all I'm saying. Matt Roberts has that much fucking Matt Roberts has that much drink inside him. He doesn't even know what he's fucking doing with his profile picture. Ah, you'd be surprised that. the lad knows um, much more than he gets <laughs> off. Go on. Listen, <laughs> I'd be surprised if he's conscious right now. <laughs> um, Ian, coming to you, I don't know how much of Gretchen you've seen. So and I haven't seen much of him because I'm being honest, I don't watch a lot of German football. I watch a bit, but not a lot. Um I have a couple of quotes here. Um he he originally starts at Bochum. And um, the coach of Bochum at the time, um, and I'm going to try to pronounce this, is Peter Nurier. And he says he's never seen an 18 footballer with, a, with a, the potential of Goretzka and titled him the talent of the century. All right. He's six foot two. He, um, he's really, what, what way can I put this? He can play a hell of a lot of positions. And I think that's where... Klopp sees, you know, he's so versatile that he's, he's certainly a player that Klopp would look for. Um, he averages a goal every, I think it's about eight games um, from a v- variety of positions. But Ian, have you seen much of him? And if you have, is he one that you think, oh yeah, I would really like him? Yeah, I watch a bit a bit of Bundesliga. I, I have done for a couple of years. I just, I love the league. I prefer it to our league sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, and I wouldn't compare him to Balak because he doesn't score enough goals. Balak's more of a eight, eight between an eight and a ten. And he, but I'd say Gretzia, he's like he's a proper box to box. He's powerful. He's like Emery Chan, but not as cumbersome, if that makes sense. And he's got a much a, a much more accurate shot on him as well. That one goal and eight, that that'll go up as he gets a bit older. How old do you say he is now? Twenty one. He's twenty two. He's a baby, man, yeah. Yeah, that's going to go up. He is a specimen. He, he's a, he, mate, he's a typical Jürgen Klopp type player. He, he likes six foot plus, athletic, quick, strong. He, he loves all that, you know what I mean? And he, he, he brings that. If I, had to, I was just thinking, I was trying to think of someone in the German side over the last few years who he reminds me of. And as much as, much as I'm going to regret it, mm. he, he reminds me of a really raw... Like Lothar Mateus. That's yeah, you're, going to, you're, you're definitely going to regret that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying any point he's going to turn out as good, but he, he can get the ball, he can carry it, he can beat players just, just through driving forward with the ball, and he has got a cannon of a shot on him. So, I, I, I mean, it, there'd be better comparisons than that, but that's, that's the one that just springs to mind. Yeah, Balak. Nah, fuck off, Balak. Balak's more, more of a 10. Listen, if, uh, he's, if he's half the player Balak or Mateus is, um, you have a player. Yes, Balak, Balak is half the player Mateus was. But what I'm saying, he's just, yeah, he's a specimen. Listen, he's Emery Chan with agency, basically. Okay, well, look, I was going to, um, I was, I was going to come to Jean next because there's a lot of talk around him. There's, um, you know, people are some, some, like, Matt, is, let's get back to Matt, right? Then let's cut the shit with Matt. So Matt is um, absolutely adamant that Emre Jan stays at Liverpool. Um, he doesn't care what any of us say or any evidence we give him. Emre Jan is staying at Liverpool. And if he doesn't, I really don't know what Matt is going to do. Um, and I worry what he will do if he doesn't stay. He's going to fucking um, laugh you off. That's what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, he's probably just laughing. <laughs> I was and drunk. Drinking. <laughs> yeah, drink a bit more, but no, he, he's he's adamant, and I don't know how. I I think he's taking the piss, but look, let's take him on face value just for the for the sake of it. And anyone listening to this can get onto him on Twitter and absolutely destroy him if it doesn't go his way. But um, the Emre Jean thing, and this this scene is where this comes across because 
people feel that we're going to sign Gretchen or we're going to go for Gretchen and try to get him in on a free, and we're going to let Jean leave on a free, um, and that's going to be where we're going to compensate for Jean leaving with Gretchen and you know very little um, disruption in the squad. We're just bringing him in. For me, I'd like to see Jean stay, and I'd like to see Gretchen come in because I think Gretchen could actually replace someone else in the team. Um, but I'm going to put it out there right now, whether Matt is messing or not. I don't agree with him. I think Emre Jean leaves. I think near the end of the January window, I think you'll see him um, sign a pre-contract with Juventus. Um, but Ian, Emre Jean, it, how big a loss will he be to the squad? Forget Gretchen for a minute. How big a loss will he be to the squad? Um, and if he does go, or do you think he will go? That I have to ask you that first. Yeah, I think he's been gone for about six months. Uh, I've said it on this pod many times. I, I, I've never thought he was staying. As soon as, as soon as Juve come in for him, there was no reason for him not to sign a new deal in the summer if he wanted to. Uh, I think he's, I think that's where he's going, chilling. Do I think he'd be a big loss? Uh, the past couple of months form, no. But I think he's got it in him to be outstanding. And it would be sad to let... How old was Chan, 23? Yeah, there or thereabouts. It would be sad if we've developed a player for the past few years uh, who on his day is capable of bossing midfields in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? When you don't see many centre-mids who can score bicycle kicks. Doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. So he's got the potential, he's got the ability. He's very inconsistent. But it's also possible that his head's turned because he knows he's off. Do you know what I mean? Some days he runs about like he's got an invisible Rick Waller on his back. He is <laughs> slow. He doesn't let the ball go enough. He wants an exit touch all the time and he's infuriating. But then other days, he's just like a juggernaut and you can't get him off the ball because he, he runs like a vending machine with legs. So I, I I would be disappointed if he goes yet. But in the same instance, I, I said it a few months ago, put the tweet out with the game before trying to jump on this ITK bandwagon. I said, Chan out on a free, get etched in on a free. I, I think that's what Liverpool's plan's been. I don't really see Chan getting a game if he stayed and we signed Gretchen and Keita. And I, I mean, he, he can possibly get a game, do you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I don't think it'll be a bigger loss uh, as, a, as I thought it would have been 12 months ago. Yeah, but would you not agree that maybe if, if there is an impasse in, in contract talks, and look, we can't blame Jan on it, you know, without knowing all the information, he, he may... It may have affected his play. You know, he still gives it all for Liverpool, don't get me wrong. Um, his body language doesn't tell me that he's given up on Liverpool. But, you know, I think the form of this season, you may have to take into account just that he's he's been in contract talks. It may be to and fro, you know, going backward and forward. And it may have affected him in, in some sort of way. Um, Grizz, Emre Jean, I think he goes. I think he goes in the summer. I think Ian is with me on that. Um, after signing a pre-contract with Juventus, where do you stand on them? And you know, again, forgetting Goretzka for a minute, how, how big a loss is he for this team? If he was to leave on a free, that would be a disaster. And I've always said this, and I've maintained this stance. I think he'll be a disaster to leave on a free. Now, that doesn't mean he's sort of the best thing sliced bread, and we can't replace him. But from a, you know, I just hate from a business point of view you know, as Ian says, to sort of, you know, develop this player and he's coming into his sort of, should should be his peak years and then he just fucks off and leaves us uh, for Juve. Um, I just don't see it happening. Um, I'm not like Matt and say it's done, um, but I I think I've said it a couple of times on Twitter. It's not a foregone, clu- foregone conclusion that he's gone. Um, we've we've given him uh, probably the best contract, probably twice what Juve are offering him in terms of wages. Um, we're we're offering him huge wages and a, a brilliant contract. Um, I think he signs. I think he will stay. There was one of these, you know, these random um, random transfer accounts that apparently said that. Um, he won't play for us again and he's off to Juve. Well, Juve have just come out and said we're not signing him in January. They've just literally breaking news. So that one's so that 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 uh, sort of tweet's gone to pot. 
Um, he stays. There was no way we were going to let him go in, in January, especially now with Hendo's injury as well. Um, Don't be I coy, Chris. Don't be coy. It's what? that uh, Red Rumours account. It's full of shit. Go ahead, carry on. Oh, okay. Was it? No, I didn't know who it was. But yeah, he's full of shit. Rumors. He said he'll never play for Liverpool again, and he'll be in. He'll play against Leicester. So fuck off. Oh, carry there on. you go. Okay, well there you go. So that club inside have got it wrong, didn't he? But yeah, so now, so now he's not. Uh, he's not. He's not going anywhere, anywhere in Jan. Um, and I really think he. he I, th- I really think my my gut feeling is he will sign on in January as well. He will um, sign on, sign on with a pen in his hand. My, my feeling is. Um... Uh, I don't want Emre Jean to leave the club. I just think the way things have gone on and dragged on, um, getting into position now where we're going into January and the club's options are diminishing all the time because the player is now really in control um, that he can go and do something. I still believe he will leave. I would like him to leave because I think I think if you, if you were to keep hold of Emre Jean and say sign Goretzka, um, I think you're well covered in midfield there. Uh, Henderson is another conversation that we have for another day. I don't think Milner cuts the mustard in midfield at all. Um, but if you can go into a season with, for argument's sake, Henderson, Jan, Goretzka, Keita, Wijnaldum, as you're, you pick three from five, you know that kind of way, it's a, it's a serious midfield. Um, I think, but, mate, I think there is yeah. more chance of Grizz learning how to use a mute button when he's pouring himself a drink on a podcast than there is we're a memory friends. chance. Dave. We're friends. We can pour a drink. This that, that's Christmas. what I think. This is a Christmas yeah, special. Chris, have this is not this. a... Half the country listen to this don't like you. Who? <laughs> not and the other half the don't know who you are. But Please, what I would say, what I would say, Gav, about Chan leaving, it, it's it's not a, it's not even about how good he is or how, how much of a loss he'll be or whatever. It's the message it sends out to people. That if he was to sign a new contract and go, look, I he's just someone else to jump to say this project is going somewhere. Liverpool don't lose their players on a free transfer. That's what it sends out to the rest of the football football world. Do you know what I mean? That that's the most important thing, I think. Right? Yeah, I'm we've not fast if he goes. Yeah, we've I'm got a 23 year old international. Do you know what I mean? Who could who looks like he's about to leave on a free? It doesn't send out the best message because it yeah. still sends out a message that someone thinks he can do better elsewhere. Yeah. Do, you know was, do you know what Chris bugs me? Do you know what bugs me? Yeah, go on, Grizz. I'll let you go first. Do you know what bugs me, Gav? You know, like, what, what keeps me thinking that he's, he, he's going to sign? Um, Klopp, Klopp and LFC and FSG, they would not have refused the offers that they got in summer. Right? They must have an inkling of feeling. Now, yes, he's contemplating and yes, he's keeping his options open. But come on, most players do that in this day and age. And, you know, yes, he, he is taking the piss slightly. With take with how, in terms of how much he's take how long he's taking, but they just would not have refused those thirty million offers from Juve in the summer if they knew that he's going to end up going for free. That just bugs me, and I can't. So, and again, go on. Go on so I was going to say we've had this discussion before, me and you, and I, I look at it differently. I think they would not accept a bid for him in the summer, no matter what, because of how it looks to the fan base. They can put it on him if he leaves. They can say we've offered him every contract under the sun, and he's left. If they yeah. were to sell him, in, if they were to sell him for a fee, and it'd be like, oh, money ball, always trying to make the money on players. And I think the very, the, you know what I mean? They know how the how the politics of of the transfer market works, or they seem to be getting their head around it. I that's think it's more point. to do with that. And that's a good yeah. point, but that's also that's also that's a good point. But that's also why I think FSG will give him what he wants, and I firmly believe this. They will give him not the wages that he's asking for, but they will give him an amazing, amazing offer. And I think they will put in a not a clause as such, but I think there will be sort of an agreement in there where he can sort of go off in a couple of years, and that'll be fine for both parties because we're not letting him go for free. That's forty, fifty million there. Come on, FSG gonna let him go for free? Nah, not having it. The thing is, um. For me, like Ian, you say there that it, it sends out a message that if he signs, um, it sends out a message that we don't lose our, you know, our players for free. The message I think it sends out, um, forget the signing of it. It sends out a message to everyone around, going, "Jesus, these are serious. Like these have this A, B, C, D, and E, and they're adding they're adding an F in now as well, in in the in the shape of Goretzka because I think 
even with Kate coming in, I think definitely we're in for another midfielder. Whether that's Gretsch or not, I'm not too sure. But I think Klopp is looking for big, physical, reliable players that can play 40, 50 games a season, no problem to them. At the moment, I think he has it in Wijnaldum. I think he has it in Jean to a point. He'll definitely have it in Kate. I don't think he has it in Henderson. He definitely doesn't have it in Milner. And I think that's where we can fall down. And I think he's looking to build like a nearly a super structure in the middle of the park where these boys are ready all the time. And Jean can well be part of that. Lads, um, something that's popped up today as well, and again, it could be Liverpool bandwagon stuff because we've signed a player and now we're going to sign everyone. And it's Manuel Akanji from Basel. A um, few tweets floating around saying that Liverpool are in advanced negotiations somewhere in the region of 20 to 40 million he's a centre back he's 6 foot 2 he's made about 40 appearances for Basel um, he's been capped with Switzerland and I'm going to be honest I know absolutely fuck all about this player um, other than he's a centre half and he's meant to be really quick and good on both feet um, Ian this has gathered pace today this is a does it surprise you that we're looking immediately for another centre-half if this is true? Or does it not surprise you and you're thinking, no, he's seen enough now and he's going to, he's going to make you know, really, really big decisions on this defence? Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me that we're looking for someone else. Uh, as good as Clavin's been the past couple of months, he's still, I think he's 34 next year. Uh, Lovren's will now be officially available or unofficially available. Do you know I mean people will know that you can sign Lovren now? So I don't there's agree. Well, I don't care. So then there's there's <laughs> two that are that are potentially going in the next twelve months. So this uh, Kanji, I haven't seen much of him. I've shown him in the Champions League once, and I've tubed the shit out of him the last twenty four hours. Uh, he's he is extremely quick. So he's also left sided centre half. But he plays in the middle of a back three for Basel as well. So he, he do you know what I mean? You could move him about. I, I'm a bit sceptical of it in that no one had mentioned a single thing about him until Raphael, uh, is it Hogenstein, whatever, the German, Hogenstein. Uh, he come out the other week and said, I'm surprised no one else is, look, is looking at this boy. And then within 12, 24 hours, Liverpool were linked with him in the Telegraph and he was quoted as the source and then it just seems to have snowballed from there so the original link was with Dortmund wasn't it yeah yeah Dortmund won him in January uh, Basel yeah. don't want to sell him in January and Liverpool are prepared either to buy him now and loan him back or agree a fee now for in the summer full stop apparently that's what's give us the edge uh, it's how much how much credence you put in with all these reports you know what I mean it, to me it's it just reeks of a typical transfer story that just gathers momentum because of one and the original link or statement or throwaway remark, and it seems to be gathered in a lot of pace. He, he suits he suits the profile of what Klopp's looking for. He's big, he's robust, he's extremely quick, and he's good with both feet. Money ball, all that bollocks. FSG would like him. Uh, so I don't know enough about him. To, to say whether I really want them or really not, you can't have too many good players. But like I say, I've just, I just, just a pinch of salt to say maybe, as we've got a tendency to do as Liverpool fans, get a bit ahead of ourselves because it's just snowballing like mad on Twitter. A bit like the fucking Conor Plianker and all those type of signings. You know what I mean? Where it's done and dusted, comes out of nowhere, and then it never ever happens. I, I'd be wary of that as well. Okay, Grizz, um, I'm going to ask you a question. I want a one-word answer. And when you answer that, then it'll lead to me second one. Do you think there's anything in this? Yes. Okay, well, now here's my second question. If there is anything in this and he's going in for Van Dijk and he's going in for a Kanji, um, what, one, do you think a Kanji has the ability to go in there and claim a force team place? And two, if he does, what do you think his plan is for the central defence? going for the rest of this season and the start of next. Don't know nothing about him. Never, I haven't even YouTubed him yet, to be honest with you. Um, he didn't stand out. I saw Basel play against uh, United, wasn't it, this season in the Champions League, was it? No, sorry. Yeah, Who did Chelsea. It? Chelsea, sorry. Was it in the Chelsea's group? Uh, they played Chelsea this year, haven't they? No, I thought they were United. Oh, was it United? Uh, sorry, cool. 
They were Is in it? the Champions League group. Yeah. Oh no, haven't what? they got haven't they, haven't they got Chelsea in the next round? Possibly. No, Chelsea got a hard oh, team. Chelsea got it's Barcelona. It doesn't matter. But yeah, exactly. I haven't. Basically, the point is, absolutely no idea about him, uh, what he is, what kind of player he is. Sorry, I've got a. I've I've read a couple of reports on him, um, of what kind of player he is, and yeah, he's a left. He's he plays on the left left side of a uh, in a back four or in the middle of a three. Um, described as a very similar player to the uh, Varane at uh, Madrid, tall, elegant, two footed, quick. Um, there is definitely something in it. Um, we, I, in my opinion, I think we, 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 we're trying to agree with a couple of centre-backs uh, and then choose one. Uh, it's not totally out of the question to sort of agree deals with clubs and players and then be clever like we are. We're actually being clever in the transfer market. Uh, for the last couple of seasons, we've been very clever in the transfer market. I think this is another clever move from FSG. Um, we're, you know, it, it's. I think Devridge is the other one. The cards. I really, Shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get your point. He's he's fast. He's he's just probably the probably slower than any of our current centre backs. Devridge. I think. I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe Clark yeah, he's is slow, slower. He's slowest. No, he's not. The Vries is proper yeah, slow. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably slowest. Yeah. I think so, the, the what appeals is that he's a pre-contact and he's free. Yeah, they both are. To be honest, you've a chance of getting him on a free, but um, but De Vries. Who, Akanji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we he's not him. on a free. No, 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 no. We can get him. We can get him on a fee now if we pay him on a fee. Oh, we sorry, can, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking about the Vries is available to sign pre-contact in January. I think the Vries. I think the Vries is a monster in the year as well. Really, he's 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 awesome in the year. He's his prowess in the year is, you know, he's 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 solid in the year on the ground. Mm, Debatable, Devridge reads the game really well. Would he? Would he sort of fit? Is is an is a is another Matip? I think. But I don't think he's robust. I don't think he's in Matip's league, to be honest. I don't rate. And I think you can upgrade. I think you can upgrade on Matip, but I don't. Mm. I don't think he's in. I really don't rate him. No, I don't. I don't. I don't don't dismiss him as much as you. I think he's a good. uh, But I think we can. Now, Manuel. I'm going to call him Manuel. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to try to call him. Is it Jumanji? What's his name? Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> well, where anyway, yeah, Jumanji. Right, I'm going to call him Manuel. Okay. Man- Manuel fits the profile. Manuel fits sort of your young centre-back. As Ian says, Clavin, you know, has done fantastic for the last few games, but Clavin is Clavin at the end of the day. Um, he'd, be a, he'd be brilliantly to just sort of let him settle in and sort of take over in maybe a year or so or whatever. I don't think he's the finished article, but, you know, Gomez and him could be our centre-backs for years to come. So I think there is something in it. I'm not sure which one we're going to go for, but I do believe we're going to go for one of the two. OK, let's um, play a hypothetical game then, right? So Van Dijk is signed, um, and say for argument's sake, we sign a Kanji on a fee now, and he moves in July. So you end up with Van Dijk and a Kanji coming in. You're going to go with four centre-backs. Um, you have Lovren, you've Gomez, and you've Clavin, and you've Matip left there. Um, two of them would have to go, wouldn't they? Ian? And if the two were to go, who would you pick? Uh, Lovren and Clavin will be the ones to go. Lovren because he's not good enough, and Clavin because he's quite old. So I think, but I don't think, I think Lovren will go first, and it's possible they may keep Clavin, possibly even till next January then that would leave us with five centre-backs, but with Gomez covering right-back more than centre-half. Yeah, I um, there's something in my head has me worrying about Matip. It really does. Um, the way we play, I think, uh, just something in my head when I watch him, I just think, no, he he just doesn't suit in certain ways, but I could be wrong. Grizz, um, Van Dijk and Akanji, for argument's sake, and they're there, and we have Lovren, Gomez, Clavin, and Matip, um, two have to go. Who are you removing? I don't think two have to go, first of oh, all. Two will go. I think Clavin. I think it's, 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 it's quite clearly Clavin. Um, I, think, I still think he's got a soft spot for Lovren. 
fortunately, unfortunately, whatever camp you're in. Yeah, I agree uh, because I think I think if Van Dyke starts or comes into the team for argument's sake against Everton or, or a, you know, a week or two later when he's when he's you know fully in with the club and stuff like that, I think his full choice partnership will be Van Dyke and Lovren. Possibly, possibly. Um, well, you know, I, I, I couldn't give you any insight on that. I've got any insight on that. It's just, I think he doesn't trust Matip's injury problems, does he? Or, or Lovren's as well. I mean, how many games have they missed? They they seem to miss sort of the take turns, don't they? Sort of missing every other game. So, um, I think Clavin will probably the, be the odd man out um, if if another centre back was to come in, which I do believe there will be another centre back coming in in the summer. And uh, but listen. Fingers crossed we're going to be in the Champions League, blah, blah. We're going to be in all the other competitions. Four or five centre-backs is a must for any top, top club, in my opinion. So I don't think there's an issue there. Okay. Um, lads, there's two play- Well, not two players. There's, there's one area I want to look at and then one player at the end. Um, and the area I want to look at is goalkeeping. Um you know, a lot's being made of Virgil van Dijk signing and, you know, he will make a massive difference, don't get me wrong. Um, and, you know, my feelings on the goalkeeper situation. But can I, you know, come to you first. Can you see a situation where this goalkeeping, you know, the land that we have is sorted in January? Or do you think it's going to get to the summer where he makes a call on it and he makes a big call on it? I think he'll make the call, make the call possibly now, but but it'll be for in the summer. I don't think we're signing a goalkeeper in January. I think it's too difficult to do. Or uh, I mean, we might talk about who we're looking at in a minute, or potential links or whatever. But the, the one who I particularly want, he's not going to be available in January. So I think in the come the summer, I think he's got to. He obviously doesn't rate Carius enough, or he'd be starting now because Mignolet's not up to it. Uh, Danny Ward is a bit like, do you know what I mean? He's like a folk hero, isn't he? Yeah, he's a folk hero. Fans they're like, oh, let's let's play him when they haven't seen football he's an, about him. He's a open myth, isn't he? Really, at this stage, like, exactly, exactly. So none of them, and we said this at the beginning of the season, didn't we? You said pick your goalkeeper, and I went, they're all shit. Unfortunately, <laughs> the other one, none of them are top draw. So yeah, if he doesn't sign, what's the point in buying like a big Rolls Royce centre half if you still got a fucking scolder of a goalkeeper behind him? Do you know what I mean? But that's my point because um, at the moment Van Dijk will improve, but he can't sh- he can't stop every shot going in on goal. And at this rate, every sh- every two shots that go on their goal, one of them goes in the net. And you know that's just not good enough. Uh, Grizz, um, one and this I don't know if this is the player he's speaking of, but one goalkeeper that's name has popped up over the last week or so is Allison from Roma. Um, I don't know I don't know anything about him. I don't know if there's anything in it, but names seem to be popping up, and I'm not too sure whether it's, you know, just because literally last Friday night, or it's because we are actually actively seeking a goalkeeper. What's your feelings on it? No, it's uh, it did pop up. It's popped up for me actually. I'm the only one that's actually said that. Oh, was you? Was it? Yeah, yeah. One of them. Oh, one okay. of my made it once, but no, <laughs> we we are where. Not bad. We we are looking at um, Matt's not on here. You know, talking to so unless you're talking to Tino's recording. But no, um, I I tweeted yesterday. I think it was that I'd be very surprised if we don't have two new centre backs and a goalkeeper start next season. And I think Klopp has had enough. I think Klopp has seen the light, or however you want to put it. He's he's fed up. Uh, we are we are actively looking at goalkeepers. Uh, we I know we've spoken to Butland, uh, but Stoke want like ridiculous money. They want like thirty million, thirty five million for him. Um, and I know I know we want Allison as well. Uh, they're the only two goalkeepers I've heard of. I'm, I'm sure there's probably others that we're looking at linked with, but they're the only ones I've heard. I like Allison. We've seen Edison. Um, from Sea haven't we? And I think everyone's mightily impressed with Edison. Well, this well, this kid, Allison, uh, keeps that kid, Edison, Allison and Edison. Um, 
yeah, they, he, this kid keeps him out of the Blue National team. Um, I think he's a fantastic keeper. Um, I also like Butland, I'm not going to lie. I, I do like Butland, personally. I, yeah, a bit stagnated at Stoke, but then, you know, who wouldn't? Do you know what I mean? Stoke's one of those kind of just stagnating clubs and you go those kind of just retire, like Glenn Johnson just, or Joe Allen. Just, it's not much of yeah. a muchness club. It's nothing. It's a nothing, isn't it? It's just wasting your career there. But um, maybe Jack Butland. I, I don't. Could, I don't know. But I don't know about Jack Butland. You see, eighteen months ago, I would have thought Jack yeah. Butland is phenomenal. Um, you know, prospect, really, yeah. really good. You know, big commanding commands his box, good shot stopper, all round good goalkeeper. Um, he had a really bad injury that kept him out for a long while. Then he had a broken finger, and it just seems to be he, he takes a long time to get back, and then something else happens him. And we can't afford to have a player coming in that. You know, now don't get me wrong, the original injury, I think, might have been a cruise or something along them lines, so you can't really, you know, um, legislate for them. I'm just worried about his injury record. This guy, Alisson, off Roma, no, don't know anything about him. Ian, um, Grizz says there that we're actively seeking goalkeepers. It's it's negligent if we're not actively seeking goalkeepers, do you not agree? Absolutely. Uh, if, the, if the penny hasn't dropped by now, that mean is not good enough, then it's really not going to be... At- and then I would hope that Klopp hasn't got a blind spot the way you know, the way Wenger's got a blind spot for certain positions. I would hope Klopp's isn't his keepers. Uh, out of those two, it was Grizz that told me we were looking at Alisson. I know Grizz preferred Butland. I don't rate Butland at all. I'll tell anyone who talks to me I don't rate him. He's the only keeper in the Prem with a worse save percentage than the one we've already got in between the sticks. His distribution's not good enough. He's injured a lot. And I just think he's hyped up English muck, basically. I, he's just one of them. Wait, this is what puts me off Steven Gerrard being future England, us, future, future Liverpool tell manager. Us, tell us what you really, how you really feel. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is what puts me off when the likes of Steven Gerrard's coming out and they're all pushing for the English keeper. And you think, is it always going to be like that? You know what I mean? The way he said some stupid shit about Joe Cole and... Yeah, we just if someone like him be, became our manager, are we just gonna go down the English route? You know that. I mean, that's got going off on a bit of a tangent, like. But I just don't rate Butland at all. Allison, he's only six months older than Edison. He's six foot four. He's an incredible shot stopper. He's quick off his line. I haven't seen that much of his distribution, to be honest. But I spoke to a couple of Brazilian fellas yesterday on Twitter, and they said it's very. They said it's not quite at Edison's level. A Brazilian couple of Brazilian hookers. You did, yeah, bollocks. Like, talk. It changed shit. Yeah, I did. Go and tell uh, you. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a bigger. That's a bigger <laughs> scoop than Matt's fucking. Uh, it's fucking. I'll mean, show you. I show you the DMs <laughs> in a bit. Don't show the DMs. Well, I'll show you the DMs in a bit. But regardless, they said uh, that his distribution is very good, but it's not quite at the level of Edison's, which, to be fair, Edison could play centre-half by the way he sprays the ball about. So, yeah, there's no he, there's no comparison for me. Yeah, now, just, yeah. just bring it quickly. I didn't say I prefer Butland. I prefer Alisson. You've, you've I, said many times you prefer Butland. Stop lying. No, no I, Stop said, lying. I, I said I like Stop Butland. Lying. No, Ian, Gav, Alisson, Gav, back me up. Gav, I haven't a clue. Gav. I don't even know. I you when why, you I said Alison, like, oh, yeah, exactly. Who is this? I thought we're taking her from the LFC no, ladies, and they were going to stick the goal. <laughs> I can I can prove it simply by saying the Alison link. I only came aware of it uh, last week, about a few days ago. So Butland, I've been saying for some and whatever before the Alison link. But if it's out of the two, there's no comparison. I just think Butland is not as bad as some people make out. He's not another Joe Hart. That's that's what I mean. I see. I think I think he is exactly that. Yeah, I think enough. he's exactly yeah. Joe Hart. I think there's some keepers out there other than this Allison link came out of nowhere. There's there's the young lad at Bilbao Kepper who looks like he's going to Madrid on a free up. Oh, they're yeah. the strong, the most strongly linked. He's 23. I like him. Uh, you go. You need to go very big for Donnarumma at AC Milan. And then you have Trap of all this sort of stuff that come out of PSG. Yeah, traps dog shit. So you need to go really big for Donnarumma, and he's only he's only a kid. So that's a huge gamble, and he's got a dickhead of an agent. Oh, my dream, and I've said it for a long time, is to spend the release clause by the release clause on Jan Oblak, Atletico Madrid. Yes. That's my that's my dream. It's you're talking fantasy football, 
but they, they just spent seventy-five million pound on a centre half. Do you know what I mean? So you never know. But if I could pick one, it'd be him. It's seventy. It's seventy million pound to get him out of his contract, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's buttons. That's chicken feed to us. <laughs> right. Well, listen. Um, no. Someone say chicken. Listen, you're you're only over buckets of fucking chicken. You don't even let them put the lid on the top of it. You like chicken tonight? <laughs> Come here, um. Look, if they're actively looking at goalkeepers, um. I'm, I'm more than happy. Uh, my biggest nightmare in the last couple of years was Joe Hart being linked anywhere near Liverpool, and that'll never happen, and thank God for that. Um, the one thing that still sticks with me is if if they're actively seeking goalkeepers, they're not happy with Mignolet, and I can't understand why you don't throw the other guy in goal for the rest of the season and go, listen, we're making a call on you, and we're making it early. But maybe they're protecting his value and all this bullshit. Um, but if they're actively looking at goalkeepers, so be it. Um, let's see what happens. But Hopefully, if the if the identify a target, um, whether it's Allison, Butland worries me a little bit. But this Allison lad you have both spoken up about. If it's if he commands a big fee and we want to pay it, so be it. Let's see how we get on, lads. Last player, um, I'm going to come to, and it's the player that dominated the well, along with Van Dyke, he dominated Liverpool's um deadline day in August, and that was um Lamar, um. Still at Monaco, um, cracking player. Um, let's be honest, he's probably the player on this list, bar Van Dyke, that I've seen the most of. And the rumours are still going around, but with the caveat that if we go for Lamar, the chances are we're doing this to bed him in for six months while Coutinho comes or or goes, and then we'll or we'll sign him in the summer as a replacement. Ian, Lamar as a player, what do you think? And what do you think of the probability of him of him actually signing for Liverpool? I think he's potentially world class. He's he oozes oozes class. Uh, very one footed, very left footed. I don't think he's a like for like swap for Coutinho. He, he doesn't score. He's only scored two goals this season in a piss poor league. Uh, so I think if you sign him, you almost have to alter how you play a little bit, or at least alter the position that Coutinho plays in, or whatever. Uh, but he's fantastic set pieces, all that type of stuff that people have spoke about. He is he is tremendous. They're talking about what eighty million pounds, ninety million pounds. <sighs> he's another one that said he wants to play for Liverpool, any or Klopp in particular. Like we've gone to them and he he, he wasn't interested. Yeah, he told Arsenal uh, basically. Yeah, which is mental, really, because back in the day, if you were French, you signed for Arsenal, didn't you? That was it, Ben Gradja. Yeah. Uh, but if we signed him, it would mean Coutinho would was going. We definitely wouldn't sign him in January. Monaco aren't doing very well in the in the French league, so they they love a good sale as well. Uh, could I see could I see us getting him in the summer? Yeah, I could do actually. But I could say it'd be wrong to expect the same output from him that you get from Coutinho. Because Coutinho is now a, a, approaching one of the best players in the world and he Lamar's a different type of player. He's more creative than he is a goal scorer. Okay. Um Chris I asked you a question earlier, and I'm going to ask you the same question again. Lamar, do you think there's anything in it? No. No. Okay. That's the end of that conversation. We'll talk to you next week. No, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Um, you don't think there's anything in it? Is that just because you don't like him as a player, or you just think, nah, I think that was blown up on the on the last day of the transfer window? Yeah, it was blown up on the last... I mean, we, we, we wanted him instead of Phil. Uh, we... we, we despite what media says, we did a deal agreed with Barca, that if they give us this money, we're going to let Phil go as long as we can get a replacement. One of those replacements was Lamar. The main replacement was Lamar. Um, it all happened too late in the market and then the transfer window. Lamar, um, how it's come up again in January is Lamar and his agent want to leave Monaco ASAP. It's like a Van Dyke scenario there. He's he's been absolutely atrocious this season. His mind's not there. His heart's not there. He wants to get away. He sold all his mates though, didn't he? Let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. It's like imagine Matt and Ian and you leaving, like sort of Tino taking over the back fat back four as a host. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, would I really want to be? Here? Nah, I love you, Tino, mate. But listen, <laughs> t- listen. The the situation, uh, in my opinion, is. Um, uh, Lamar and his team want to push a move for January. Uh, we don't want him in January. 
And the reason why we don't want him in January is because we're not getting rid of Phil in January. The only way Lamar is considered in January is Phil goes, but Phil's not going in January, so that's the end of that. Uh, come summer, who knows what's going to happen because that's a whole, you know, six, seven months away or whatever. Anything can happen in those six, months, seven months. Um, I, I don't think we'll pursue Lamar again. I could be wrong, you know, but I don't think we'll pursue Lamar again. I, I don't think, again, I, I'm not a... Ian likes him. I know Ian likes him. Ian likes him a lot. Uh, I'm not his biggest fan. He's a good player. He's a neat player. He's very neat. Deadly set pieces. Deadly level. Um, he's stylistically nothing like Phil. Uh, doesn't score enough. Phil's replacement would have to be, in my opinion, uh, a truly world-class, uh, already a world-class player in the prime of his career. I don't think Lamar is that I don't think Lamar is sort of as skillful as Phil, you know, Phil, Phil plays, Phil's developed into this sort of central, um, central attacking midfield, almost you could say, you know, I, I, I don't think Lamar's that, uh, just my opinion. Um, yeah, oh, I like Lamar as a player, he's a cracking player, but I do agree mm. with you as a direct replacement for Coutinho. It, it doesn't sick. It's kind of a, like a square peg round hole sort of thing where you're, you're trying to, put him in that position that your Coutinho might be in but you won't get the same stylistically you won't get the same sort of play but look it could be the case that Keita you know alters the way we play if Goretzka comes in that he alters the way we play so we yeah, might fair play enough. Yeah, fair way, enough. You know? so you have to look at the players that may come in and yeah. look with Salah with Salah Mane Firmino um, we may alter what we do behind them um, Ian I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit before before we go Um is this player that's going around. If you were to pick one player, though, because, look, Coutinho leaves Liverpool in the summer, all right, unless we offer him a huge amount of money, fucking all sorts of fucking add-ons, uh, you know, some million on the Stars job, he leaves in the summer. If he does leave in the summer and you could pick one player that you could say, Do you know what, I'm going to bring him in as nearly a, a tailor-made replacement, is there anyone you could go for? Uh, Draxler. Uh, and that no, I, I would sign Lamar, but I don't think we play the same way if we sign him. If you want a direct replacement for what Coutinho brings right now, I think it's Draxler. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Sorry, I was just drinking again. Um, yeah, no, I I deal with it. Draxler is another fantastic player, and I think he's more gettable than a lot of players around because of the situation at PSG. Grizz, um, you're, not Lamar, you're not Lamar's biggest fan. Um, so give me an alternate player that, you know, or an alternative to to him if if and when Coutinho leaves the club. Oh, as a direct replacement for Coutinho? Yeah, because I, I think, uh, let me put it out there. If we, yeah. if, we, if we sell Coutinho, I'll give you a little bit of time to think, okay? If we sell Coutinho... We are, in truth, getting enough money to say we could easily sign this goalkeeper you're speaking of from Roma, and we could easily sign a replacement, a direct replacement for Coutinho, without spending any money, you know, really, because they'll both balance each other out. So if I give you Alisson off uh, Roma, and I have to give you one more player to go with him to use the Coutinho money as a direct replacement as well, who are you going? Oh, bloody hell, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, oh, Draxler's a good shout because he would he's very you know he'd fit in right nice in that position and everything so Ian got first shot at that because you've got to remember I can't be a hypocrite now and, and, and name uh, name a youngster that I really like because I did tweet about three youngsters that I really like and about to be world class but I just said that Phil's replacement has to be already world class so shit I- um, can I, yeah, you know what? Can I can I give him Draxler and pick someone else? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. I'll still go ahead. Someone anyway. I'll have Pulisic but Dortmund. Yeah, more of I'll... a winger though. Do you not agree? No, he's he's more central uh, when he's at his most effective. He plays more central for the states, and and FSG would love an American star at the club. Yeah, it's a fair show. It's a fair show. But um, right. Listen, we're gonna more or less end it there. But I just want to ask you, lads, give me a number. Um, we we count Van Dijk as one. How many players do you see coming into Liverpool in January and leaving in January? Ian, I'll come to you first. What are you going for? 
I'll go for one more arrival. Mm-hmm. And I would go for maybe three players out on loan. Okay, do you want to name them for me? Ings, Grilich, and Woodburn. Okay. Would be no, the, the loanees going out. And no, no. someone coming in, uh, I reckon it... Nah, I don't know. I don't know who's coming in. But I reckon it, I don't think he'd want to sign more than more than two players in January. Yeah, and it's not... not uh, when I say coming in, I don't mean a deal agreed for the summer. I mean... A for now, yeah. Liverpool. Um, Riz, same question to you. Uh, Van Dijk is one. Is there any more coming in to play for Liverpool by the end of January? And how many do you see leaving? No more incomings. Um, outgoings, I'd say two. Would have been three. I think Grich might stay now because of Hendo's injury. Just a hunch. Uh, Hendo's out for a month or something, isn't it? So I think Grich may get a reprieve. Uh, Ings or Sturridge, one of them, definitely. And uh, young Woodburn as well. Actually, I think, yeah, I think another youngster will be allowed to leave as well. Uh, um, I reckon Harry Wilson might be able to leave as well on loan. So, so I'd say three outgoings. Uh, no sales, but loans. And uh, a couple, couple of pre-contracts incoming. Okay, no worries. I'll sell Sacco. <laughs> I'll make but him captain. He's the best centre half we have. Um, yeah. uh, right, uh, we're going to leave it there, lads. Um, we've covered a hell of a lot tonight. Um, I hope everyone listens and enjoys it. Um, we might do this again. You never know. January is going to be a busy month. We will be back on our usual Sunday night, uh, covering games and everything else. And if we can get hold of Matt and we can nail him to the fucking nail him to a table where he can actually do a pod. We'll be laughing. Uh, but look, that's been the Fatback Four. That's been your transfer special. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Over and out. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.